everyone. Welcome or welcome back to For the Love of God podcast. I am Mallory, if you're new here. And I'm Reagan. And we are so glad that you are here spending a little bit of time with us today. Super excited. Yeah. So how's how's it been? This week? Yeah. I don't know. What is today? Tuesday? Wednesday? Tuesday. That's the type of week. Today's Tuesday? Yeah, today's Tuesday. <gasps> okay, yeah. Well, that explains mine. <laughs> I would have bet money that today was Wednesday. Really? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, I it's just been one thing after the other. I've been stuffing imitations mm. for the last hour and a half. Um, That's exciting. Yeah. What about you? It's been pure chaos. Yeah? Yeah, so I feel like... Everyone expects December to be crazy, obviously, with, yeah. you know, Christmas and everything. And then I learned that there is such a thing as Maycember, which is December in May for moms or parents who have kids in school because the month of May is so chaotic. There's so many things, the graduations the ceremonies, the class parties, the test, leap test, all like so many things in the month of May. And I've been feeling a little bit. I don't like, understand. What? I don't understand the May. may Simber, like may December, December, but yeah. in May. Like it's, it's, it's just equally a, as chaotic as December. Yes. Yeah. May is a hard month. Constant. But it's not May. It's September. Where are you going with this? <laughs> it's October. Oh, shit. <laughs> We don't know what you month it see? is. You <laughs> see? That's how chaotic right. it is. You're right. It is Because October. it has been, like, I feel like I'm breathing through a straw yeah. underwater. That has been, I'm not even, I'm not even treading water. I'm below the surface with a straw breathing. And that is how I feel like I'm, I'm making it through right that now. That image makes me think of Augustine whenever... <laughs> We go to the beach or pool. He always wants my mom to buy him a snorkel. Like one oh, of the yes. snorkels with the nose piece and then the big mouth piece. Yes. And he always tries to use it in the pool and he can't. And he just ends up like coming up like girl, like with the water up his face and oh, his yes. nose. And it's just, that's, I'm sure how it feels too. That's, yeah, that's exactly how it feels. <laughs> I think it's a combination of... It was summertime and there were so many less responsibilities and extracurriculars and then school starts and at first it's all fun and games because you know you're getting in the groove but then school really starts and then sports start and then you don't have Saturday mornings anymore because now we're at soccer games and going from a soccer game to a birthday party to a football practice like it is non-stop and i feel like i am entering into the taxi driver phase of, of motherhood where it's just i spend more time in my car than anywhere else and you know hopefully we're getting all of our schoolwork done and hopefully we find time <laughs> to check all the boxes and get all the things done. My kids are on fall break this week and we still have 
a project that needs to be done. So it's like, oh, I was so looking forward to a couple of days with no schoolwork and yeah, that's not happening. Do you think it gets better though after December? I feel like it doesn't. I f- okay, so it does in a sense because by that point, you're more in the groove of school. And so all the studying and the tests, you're like more accustomed to it. And you're more in the routine of it. Yeah. All sports are starting to kind of slow down at that point. Right. But then like fall is just kind of crazy. Yeah. And then Halloween. Yeah. Got to get costumes. Yeah. It goes by fast. Yeah. And then, well, see, and for me, so it's Juliet's birthday in October. My godchild's birthday in October. My sister-in-law's birthday in October. Then uh, November is my birthday, Daniel's birthday, my dad's wife's birthday, all within a week. Then Thanksgiving. Then my other godchild's birthday in December, my dad's birthday, my anniversary. Yeah. Then January is Noah's birthday. So, like, our whole little situation is within a couple of months. We have a lot of October birthdays, too. Like, a lot of October birthdays, too. What is it about October? What's (sighs) 10 months from October? Or nine months, really, from October? July? July? No. That's no. not right. No, no I'm, going the wrong, I'm going the wrong direction. You got to go Wait, backwards. October would be January. Oh. <laughs> we don't both we're, do math for a living or anything. We're not in this universe today. Yeah, yeah well, so I guess it'd be like Christmas and... Yeah, because Augustine was a January 8th baby and a honeymoon baby and he was born at the beginning of October. So it's a it, Christmas babies. I guess that's why October is like so Yeah, because busy. I found out I was pregnant for Juliet for Noah's first birthday, which is which January. Is January. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. Mm. I know. And it for for me, it's been like even more chaotic because we are getting married the week before Christmas, really. Oh. And um <laughs> My brother's getting married the in November, like the week, a month before us. Mm-hmm. And so I'm already, like, I've already done half of my Christmas shopping, which is awesome for me, but only because I had to. Like, yeah. I don't have any time to do anything. And between now and then, we have something every single weekend. So... I have been just trying to, I don't know where it came from. I think, honestly, this podcast holds me accountable. I think there's something with the podcast and knowing that I have to prepare mentally or even spiritually, it kind of holds me accountable to my prayer time. And I've been reflecting a lot on like the bus- the busyness of this time, but really the busyness of our whole entire lives. Yeah. Because it gets a little bit more crazy during the holiday time, but... I find that it's really equally as busy in summer as well because yeah. you're going on vacations, right. work is kind of like scat. It's just yeah. like, it's just it's really always yeah. busy. It's just a little bit more busy here. Well, and something that I have been struggling with, and if you know me in real life, I've probably complained to you about this at least one time, but... There is so much more of a pressure 
to start kids in serious sports younger and younger and younger and this feeling of if I don't if we don't start playing soccer at three years old then they're going to be behind and then if they want to play soccer in high school then you know and it's sort of taken over the sports world honestly across the board they want elementary age kids in travel sports and for me that is crazy because i played all the sports growing up if if it was an opportunity i was trying it and i didn't start with the travel ball thing until eighth grade and that was only because you had to play for a year to be eligible for high school Mm. and you know in my experience the kids who started a lot younger didn't do any better than anybody else once we all got to high school so i don't at least in my experience i don't see the value if anything i i worry that these kids are going to burn out before they're even their talents are even developed like right now to me sports elementary even middle school should be about building the foundation learning the game learning the basics having fun learning how to be on a team but that's not what it is anymore it's about their winning and their you know uh, fifth and sixth graders are, are sitting the bench and not even playing because the coaches want to win which is so stupid to me i just think it's so dumb and i think that we are taking away a lot of the positives of youth sports by yeah. trying to do way too much with them and so then you end up like how i feel right now where you're backed into a corner of either you pay all this money and commit to something overly serious that my child my family my free time is not ready to commit to or potentially have your kid miss out you know and it's it's a hard choice to make because a lot of society maybe it's just our area I don't know but I feel like everybody's pushing in that direction Mm -hmm. and so it's hard to go against the grain and say you know what we're not making that decision for our family because I don't want every night of the week to be dinner in the car and you know the only conversation we have is talking to and from practice like I want to spend time with my kids too you know and between homework and and now this crazy sports schedule it's like when when are we giving our families a chance to develop and really bond and grow and have big conversations like when do you even have time to do those yeah, things I know. I know I I don't know I grew I grew up playing sports but I don't remember I guess like I always played all-stars which was in the summertime mm-hmm. and so you you were doing that and I did that very young <laughs> Very, but very it's young. only also but it's only, only the short... summer it's not year-round travel right. ball i didn't start playing year-round travel ball until 
high school. Right. Ish. Maybe eighth grade. Right. Um, but I totally get it. And I love the point that you made of like, when do we, when, when would we have the opportunity to build our family and have conversations and build bonds? Because that's such a fair thing, which I think we don't, we like, we forget about how important that is. I mean, even, even me, I only have one with, but like, you're going, 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 you're doing this, you're getting home, you're doing the laundry, you're even doing all the things that fill in all the space. And before you know it, it's bath time and bedtime. Right. And you haven't even talked to your spouse. You haven't talked to your kid. You haven't even had time to sit down and just like process your own day. Right. And it does make me think about what would our family dynamics be and how, how would families be different if we gave more time to the home dynamic. Right. And and that's not to say that any of those things are inherently bad. And I think that's where it gets difficult when you're trying to discern what to do or what not to do. Because I find myself stuck in that trap a lot where I'm like, well, but this is a good thing mm-hmm. and I want to do it. But what it, am I going to have to sacrifice to be able to do that. For example, um, one of the churches in town is doing an extensive Bible study on Esther right now, which Esther is like my favorite. And so when I saw that, I immediately got so excited and they provide childcare. I'm like, check, check, check. I am signing up. And then I stopped and I was like, okay, wait, this is the only free weeknight that we have right now that I would be giving up to go and do this. And is it good? Yes, obviously it's a Bible study. Hello. But what am I trade? I'm I'm trading like my sanity, you know, mental capacity because, you know, obviously family time is important. Time with your kids is important. But so is like, we talked about this quiet time and time by yourself. There aren't enough hours of the day. <laughs> I know, but, it, and it's true because that's how we feel a lot of the times, but there is enough hours in the day and there, there is the exact amount of hours that we are intended to live through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have to figure out ways to slow that pace down. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, we're the ones doing it to ourselves. Oh, yeah. We have to sit back and prioritize and figure out how we slow those paces down. I am a big advocate for sports. Mm-hmm. And I know you are too. Yeah. I Sports is something that made me who I am. Mm-hmm. It, it carved out a confidence in me. It t- taught me how to be a leader. Mm-hmm. It taught me how to support other people, how to be disciplined. I love sports and sometimes I feel like I push sports on Augustine more than he actually wants to take on. So I'm like doing it to myself Mm -hmm. because I know the value in it, but you're right. Like you have to know when to call it and when to go for it. The best thing I remember growing up, I made all-stars and I think I was, I think it was like eight year old all-stars. Maybe the first time I was maybe even a little young. I don't remember. My parents 
never told me that I made all stars because, and I was still too young to know that there was even that possibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, they didn't tell me like I didn't make it, but they didn't even bring it up as a possibility because it's not something they could commit to in the summer or they didn't want to start that. And I think that's like such a appropriate Mm -hmm. choice for parents to make that, you know, if it's not going to harm them, if it's not going to like do anything for their self-esteem, you don't have to say yes to everything your kid wants to do. Well, and I think that that's... Or every opportunity is there. The big lesson is that we need to be more mindful about when we say yes to things. Yeah. And in episode three, or one of the previous episodes, we talked about serving other people and serving the church. And, you know, we kind of always talk about this theme of knowing, like trying to find our place in the church and trying to find where we where we fit and how we want to serve because we do have those like servant hearts. And sometimes even that can get overwhelming. Sometimes the, the thought of, am I doing enough? Mm-hmm. Am I giving back enough? Mm-hmm. Am I praying enough? All those things could, could do this. could have the same effect as too much sports. Like we have to figure out where, where, where the Lord wants us and sweet out the way that the ways that he doesn't and slow down our pace. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, obviously it, all of it is coming from good intentions. You know, the parents who are choosing to do the travel ball and they're doing it because they want to give their kids these opportunities. And, you know, I, I feel like everyone's making the best decision that they can you know for their kids but for me it's like I want to make sure that I give them the exposure to different things like maybe you don't like sports maybe you want to play the piano maybe you know and that's the spiral I start to go down because Maybe you want to be in acting classes. Maybe you want to be in theater. Maybe you, I need to put you in singing. And, but as it is, I can't keep up with what we have going on right now. Right. So, you know, it gets very overwhelming very quickly, but it's because we want the best. We want to try and provide our kids with. Yeah. We want them to succeed and we want them to share in a, and the love that we have. That, right. Or we see how much they love it and we want to give them right. that over and over again. Um, but just because something's good doesn't mean that we have to do it. Yeah. Or it's and, meant for us. Yeah. And it's funny that you bring this up because I've kind of been reflecting a lot on how to slow down the pace. Because we, um, in our latest marriage prep, Deacon Scotty talked about finding, like, finding those holy moments in Mm -hmm. your day or listening to the Lord to see where he's bringing you and or who he's trying to bring you to touch. And I started to to like go down that, like reflect on that because you have to make space for the Lord to prepare like those holy moments. Like Mm -hmm. we have to create the space for the Holy Spirit to work and for the Lord to work. And sometimes we're moving so quickly and we're so full of things to do. And even our minds are just a rat race mm-hmm. that we don't create the space for the Lord 
to tell us anything mm-hmm. or to put those nudges like we talked about. Right. Like, how can we expect to serve other people and be an instrument of the Lord's love and mercy if we don't even give him an opportunity to talk to us or right. to hear it? And so, you know, I started thinking about that and I can't slow down my day to some capacity. Like, I have to wake up, go to school, drop off school, go to work, you know, like after you have to go to practice, you got to do all the things. And so I was just kind of trying to reflect. I'm like, okay, Lord, how can I slow down my day? And I find that for me, starting my day in prayer mm-hmm. obviously helps more than anything. And even if it's like five or 10 minutes, because it gives me an opportunity to one, thank the Lord for the day. And just to like take that step of processing thoughts and and allowing the Lord to be with you in that day. And I'm having a hard time articulating my thoughts, but I was thinking about it and something it like just the whole concept of like creating the pace for the day. Like mm-hmm. we we're in this, we keep saying like high pace world. But if I want to be in control of the pace of my day, then I need to set the pace. Kind yeah. of, I've been training for a half marathon. So we're kind of like all like this, this is where like my brain was going. And I'm like, how do I create that, that pace? Well, I started thinking about all the things that I do do. The first thing I do when I wake up usually is I grab my phone and I start scrolling on Facebook mm-hmm. and I use it as an excuse to wake myself up. Cause it does like kind of let me sit there and wake up, but if I'm starting my day by scrolling on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, social media, and I'm starting my brain off by just nonsense, fast-paced scrolling, then how can I expect my day to start off? Like, how do how does it change? Right. It's just going to continue down that. Right. Before I know it, it's 20 minutes in, and then I'm hurrying up again dressed because I've spent too much time scrolling on Facebook, you know? And so... That's one of the things that I've been trying to do over the last week is is not do that. <laughs> not scroll on Facebook when I wake up, but be intentional about the first thing I do when I wake up. Mm-hmm. If it's running, great, because that to me is just equally as effective as prayer. You know, I put on some praise of worship or rosary and I go for my run or go into the adoration chapel and just allowing my day to start. Not to say some days don't still end up chaotic, but... I found that it has helped tremendously just setting my own pace. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I know that when my kids were little, it was like groundbreaking when I discovered that setting the pace for my day meant waking up before they woke up and giving myself the opportunity for quiet time, prayer time, coffee time before they got up and the chaos began. And that really helped me because it's amazing how the rest of your day goes when you start it with Mm -hmm. a clear mind. Mm -hmm. So I've, you know, it's not quite the same anymore that they're older and more self-sufficient, but I do make a conscious effort to not open any other app on my phone until I've done my morning prayers yeah and I that that changes depending on what I'm doing at the time 
Um, for a while, I was doing some walking with purpose, uh, Bible studies, and th- those work better with a group, which is good and bad. It's good because they're wonderful. It's bad because it's hard to find a group of people, moms around your age who can carve out the time yeah, to right. meet, to, to do. A, to it. Yeah. So that's pretty much why our group fell apart. But the Bible study itself was wonderful. And I've, I've done probably four of hers at this point. But if you're looking for one, hers are great because it breaks up each lesson into days. So I think there's... I don't remember if there's five or seven. Who is her? You keep saying her. Oh, um, oh, I get Walking With Purpose and the lady who does my Hallow apps names mixed up. Um, one's Lisa Turkhorst and the other is... I think Lisa's the Hilo one. And Walking With Purpose. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. Okay. She has a very like weird long last name. But um, what's great about those Bible studies is that they really force you to dig into Scripture, which was extremely fruitful for me every time that I've done one of them. And at first it feels a little cheesy, like like you're filling out a worksheet for school because you have to like flip through the Bible and find the answer. Yeah. But it's crazy how much having your hands on a physical Bible Mm -hmm. and flipping through and highlighting and like that really did things for me. Yeah. Um, so for a while that was my go-to. And then once our group fell apart lately, I did the Bible in a year Mm -hmm. podcast with father Mike, who I love. And right now I'm doing the hallow app. And I send you a lot of them yeah. in the mornings. Because <laughs> they're like five minutes. I posted one yeah. on my story this morning. They, um, I listen to the, there's a women's devotional. And then I listen to the daily mass readings. And then there's like a minute homily with Father Mike that I listen to every yeah. morning. You know, funny you say that get into scripture. So I did that gospel reflection mm-hmm. as like a, a bonus. I was sitting by myself in my house. And I just kind of like felt the Lord like basically say, go and do it. Probably only to get out of my comfort zone because nobody listened to it. Did we like I listened it? to did it. Did we like it? Did we want more of those? I did. I, I, you know, what came to my mind was like, I really wanted to get on our Instagram and ask you some questions. Follow up questions. And then so then you could get on and respond to my questions in the story. <laughs> like not like not. back and forth. So each like flip would be yeah. you know like us having a conversation via Instagram stories, but then everybody could hear it. Yeah. It's, you should have. I know. I thought about it. Let us know. I'm gonna probably put a poll. Nobody's gonna respond to it because whatever. But I'm it's gonna okay. put a poll anyway. That let us know if you like those. I was kind of thinking if I continue them, I'm not going to get married to them because, you know, some weekends I just can't. But kind of thinking if I do them, then I'll do it from um, like maybe the following, like this Sunday's gospel, like on a Monday mm-hmm. so that people have time to like listen and reflect and interact maybe on social media. And then when it comes to mass on Sunday, it'll be like 
Oh, that, like, you know, like, like beforehand. Yeah, beforehand. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. So, yeah, so sorry, off the tangent. I thought another thought I had was, like, I realized that some people are maybe not at a point in their life or in their journey or their spirituality that they feel the inclination or need to start their day off with prayer. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because sometimes, you know, do whatever the Lord asks you to do. Um, but I do think that just however it plays out, taking the time just to sit and think about what you're going to do that day and just have a time for yourself helps a lot. And I also found that for me and my type A planner kind of personality really helps if on Sunday or on the weekend I spell out like I, I put it, make a small workout and prayer itinerary on my phone. Mm. So like I have a note and it's like Monday and <laughs> it says like 6 a.m. adoration. Such and then a Reagan thing. thing. <laughs> and I have like, look, I'll show you. But I feel like, um, I feel like, see, look. And I put a little look, I put a little green check mark when I do it. I feel like the planning beforehand makes me um, more accountable, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always fun to check things off the box. Yeah, I love a list. And like, okay, so let me ask you something. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> when someone says, oh, if I come to you, I'm like, oh, Mallory, pray for me. Because of this. Or mm-hmm. someone says, Mallory, can you please pray for Zach? Mm-hmm. He has a test on Friday. Mm-hmm. Whatever the case may be. Yeah. What do you do with that information? Like, visit, like, like nothing. literally? Well, so I will usually when I either see a prayer request like on Facebook or if somebody asks me, I do it in that moment. Like, I just shoot a quick like prayer up like immediately right right then um but I (laughs) I have a catalog in my brain of um people that I pray for and I used to do I've seen but you remember all of it oh yeah it's so bad that um I could I could literally rattle my list off right now to you and it's in a certain order, I guess, because that's how I remember it. But no, yeah, please go. No, that's embarrassing. <laughs> but I, because for a while I had this complex about if I didn't like leaving people out of my prayer. Yeah. So I would start a prayer very specific, and then add, and then add, and then oh gosh, and so literally I used to end my prayers with like the state of Louisiana and for the United States and for the entire world. Like I couldn't leave anyone out. That's like Augustine. Augustine when he says his prayers will go on like the animals, Duke, oh, Ellie, yeah. Autumn. But, all. Yeah. I think it's my OCD, but, <laughs> but, um, so I do have, and I guess usually the heavier ones stick a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I couldn't 
forget if I tried. But I love, and it's funny that you're saying this, I sat behind a lady in mass um, probably over the summer, and she had this thick, like, notepad that she kept right picking up and writing in and I realized very quickly that it was a prayer list and I was like that I like that I've seen someone like pull like pull out a notebook yeah sure I'll pray for you yeah like like wrote it down write it down and I I'm about to I'm about to veer into another direction but um I attended uh an our savior's mass with my dad's wife and one thing that I noticed there was that people take notes, mm-hmm. and I am a note taker, okay? I love to take, that's how I remember things as I write them down. And I do find myself in mass, especially during the homilies, of course, I'm wanting to write. Well, why don't you? Well, typically because I forget to bring something to write with because we are doing everything to get there on time. That's, you know, just like make sure everybody's got clothes on, you know, we out the door. Does everyone have the same shoes? And we go kind of across town to get to Holy Cross. So, um, and then by the time I think about it in mass, I want to pull out my phone and just type notes. Yeah. But I'm so worried that people are going to think that I'm texting I mean, it's probably not the most appropriate thing just from the sacredness of the service. But But I have done it before. Like, I have done it before, too. If it's something that I really want to A few little zingers, I'll hurry up and and, uh, jot it down. But so, what do you do with the prayers when people ask you? Nothing. You don't even shoot a quick one up? No, I'm so bad at it. So, like, I'll like heart the text message or something and then. Not a quick one. People think I'm praying and I'm not this so my point in saying all that because i like <laughs> it always kind of bothered me but i it apparently didn't bother me enough because i didn't do anything about it <laughs> and I, it's not like i was feeling overly guilty but um, i like realized that I, I wasn't praying for all the people that i told them i was praying for how terrible is that yeah so as i was reflecting on this whole pace thing i realized that the min like the minute i took time in the morning and at night, quickly, but usually at night I'm like tapped out. I can't even function straight. Um, but in the morning, having that prayer time, see, my prayer time in the morning is typically not full with anything. I just sit and pray. Oh. The, the, in the in the quiet. Sometimes I put like some soft piano music behind me just to like drown out all the yeah. noise. But I'm starting, like ha- giving that space creating that space for the Holy Spirit to work. I'm like remembering all these people that I need to pray for. <laughs> well, that's the Holy Spirit telling you, hey, you need to pray for these And I'm like, you know, but yeah. it's like becoming habit now. And then for me, doing it routinely every single morning, I like know like that that's, you know, my brain remembers mm-hmm. it more. If, it's, yeah. if I don't make time to pray or I pray like half-ass or at night, I'm not remembering about those people. I'm too worried about telling the Lord about all my problems. But if it's in the morning and I don't have problems yet, I'm more inclined to yeah, remember everybody point. else. But how terrible. I just, so if you ask me for prayers over the last year, <laughs> there's a 90% chance that they did not get prayed. <laughs> I Well, and back to something you said earlier, but... 
how maybe not everybody is in the place where they feel like they need to start their day with prayer. What I will say is that there have been times where I allowed myself to get overwhelmed with not knowing what to do. And so I would do nothing. Yeah. And sometimes starting my day with prayer was simply, thank you, Lord, for this day. Please let me be your instrument today. Let yeah. me let me follow your will today. Let me put me where you need me and please let me do what you need me to do. And that is it. Yeah. And I find that the more I do that, the more I'm aware of his presence throughout the day, which mm-hmm. is like so comforting. I don't know what it is about it. I mean, obviously I know what it's about it. It's the Holy Spirit. But it's just crazy how that has radically changed my last week. Because hmm. I was a nutcase. Yeah, I feel like a nutcase right now. I was. I was a nutcase. You know, we talked about all my insecurities, mm-hmm. all of the chaos, you know, the the drama in my life, all the things. I was a psychopath. And none of that stuff is gone. Point blank. Like, it's still all there. I still mm-hmm. have all the drama. I still have all the insecurities. But just slowing down my day and making time for prayer has just alleviated a lot of that. Like, I'm not drowning. I'm just kind of floating. Yeah, you need. You don't need my straw. I don't need a straw. I just... <laughs> need to get a, a larger straw. But it is. It's hard and it's a lot of pressure. And it's a lot of pressure that we put on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of pressure that we put on other people. Mm-hmm. So for, for the love of God, <laughs> don't put pressure on people when they don't want to do stuff. Like yeah. if someone doesn't want to have a birthday party for their child, more power to them. Birthday parties are overrated and expensive. Tell me about it. We had Juliet's like, last weekend and I'm still recovering cares and nobody really wants to go to birthday parties anyway i don't want to bring you guys into a birthday party can we just make a pack that we're just not gonna have birthday parties anymore oh spend a thousand dollars before it's all over with and that's just dumb i know i hate birthday parties well i'll say because we're at so much of a larger school now birthday parties were really my lifeline to finding a community in such a big place like it was you're right it does do that yeah it does. um but i do think that they can get out of hand and out of control yeah. and i i mean when my kids were little when i tell you their birthday parties were absolutely ridiculous the amount of time money effort that i spent ditto on these parties yeah. that my children do not remember, will not yeah, remember. They're not for them. They're for us. Absolutely. But you know what? Let me get this off of my chest. <laughs> Gosh. Speaking <laughs> so, yeah, of birthday parties, because we had Augustine's birthday party in October, beginning of October. And we had it at the laser tag place. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's his only wish. <laughs> for 10 people, and we had more than 10 people, but the basic package was like, by the time you spend money on cake and all that, we paid close to 400 something dollars mm-hmm. just for 10 people. Mm-hmm. So what I did was, and we also have, Augustine has like 20 first cousins mm-hmm. that can't not be invited. Right. So I told Augustine, I said, Augustine, tell me 10 people 
that you want to invite, like boys in your class, because it's boys, we've done co-ed prior, but it was laser tag. And look, at some point, you, you got to cut it off. You got to stop. So I said 10 because I knew, okay, well, if we invite 10 boys, maybe seven will come. Right. Or five if we get right. lucky, you know. But then again, you want them to have friends there anyway because they look forward to their birthday party so much. Wait, let me tell you. I, every birthday party, I swear, every single one, I stress just as much about no one showing up as and some, it's everyone it's showing so up. It's so stressful. But – whether if nobody shows up, I'm going to be devastated for my kid. If everybody shows up, I'm I don't have devastated stuff. for myself and <laughs> my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, it gets better. I so he gave me the names of all the boys. Some of them are like, Augustine, you don't even talk to that person, which is fine. Like, look, right? And but no, he was adamant. He had his list. I was like, okay, great. Like, here we are. These are the people. I sent out text messages, and he was on it. Did you text so-and-so? Did, yes. All the things. We had our list. Invited them. Not sure if they're going to come or not. You know, people don't really respond. But I don't respond to birthday party invites either. <laughs> You're one of them. Sometimes I will, but sometimes yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I, know. I don't I know do if Jonah's going to have them. Sometimes I don't know if we're going to be doing something that's way more fun than a birthday party, and I don't <laughs> want to be nailed down to a birthday party. Okay. So we get to laser tag, okay, and there is two rooms, like birthday party rooms, like adjacent to each other. Mm-hmm. And I quickly realized that the birthday party room next to Augustine's is another St. Pius birthday party. So I start kind of panicking. Yeah. Well, first of all, we weren't invited to this birthday party, <laughs> right. so that was like my way out. Yeah. But then I realized that it was the great below. Okay. So we go, and of course, I like recognize these parents because a lot of these parents have kids in both. And then, you know, I'm like, but I'm recognized it was mostly girls. So I'm like, oh, good. It's like a girl's birthday party. I don't have to worry about all this. Well, then the kids started recognizing each other, all the stuff. The parents started talking to each other. This one mom. And if you're listening to this podcast for any kind of reason, you probably know who you are. And you know what? <laughs> It's ridiculous. This one, this one mom. <laughs> I forgot how they exchanged. Oh, I said, oh, oh, look at all the girls. Cause I was trying to like buffer myself from like, we make eye contact and we do field day together. So I knew that she was a mom in, in Augustine's class too. And so I'm like, oh, look at all the, all the girls. That's so much fun. You know, trying to, yeah. And she says, yeah, it's a kindergarten birthday party. You know, when they still invite everybody to the, like invite the whole class to the birthday parties. She legitimately took a shot at me for not inviting her son to <laughs> Augustine's birthday party. I wanted to first of all cr- punch her in the face. <laughs> Second of all, I wanted to crawl in a hole and like die there. But what the for the love of God? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It is. I mean, I, I can understand if, you I know, would not get, if someone didn't invite Augustine to his birthday party, I would not be upset about it. I guess it depends. I probably wouldn't either. Listen, I'm at the point where, like, it costs a lot of money. Yeah. You know, I, I get it. Not everybody can be invited to everything. And your kid has to learn how to just. Sometimes not be invited to things. Right. Just like they have to learn that sometimes they're not liked. And 
Okay. Straight up. That's, that's a, maybe next week we'll talk about our, our kids and why our kids are the way they are because we're psycho. Um, but yeah, it's just, that was ridiculous. I'm still not over that, obviously, but um, thank you for listening to us talk today. <laughs> I, um, if anybody would like accountability or um, help planning out time to pray or schedules or if you want me to share my little notes just let us know um also if you have any ideas or if you have any topics that you want us to talk about or don't want us to talk about <laughs> just let us know <laughs> please interact with us on social media we want you to do so bad we love you so much uh, we're praying for you so pray for us Anything else? I think that's it. Okay. Till next time. Till next time. Bye. Bye.